Welcome to The Real Deal with Jason Silverman, the podcast dedicated to helping you build the business of your dreams and live the life you always hoped for, with valuable and fun tips and info to make your life easier and more fun. And now, here's your host, a man who sprinkles metal shavings on his breakfast cereal just for fun, Jason Silverman. Hello, everybody, and welcome to The Real Deal with Jason Silverman. I'm your host, Jason Silverman, and I'm thrilled to share some time with you once again today. As you know, I am always on the hunt for interesting as well as super smart Real Deal guests. And i got to tell you, today's show is no different. I want to introduce my listeners to somebody who's truly been there and done that, and as I like to say, has climbed the mountain. So I'm excited to pick his brain for your benefit today. For the folks who I work with in any of my coaching programs, mastermind groups, or through Powerful Words Character Development or All-Star Cheer Sites, you know how much I focus on the importance of learning from people who've actually climbed that mountain, so to speak, right? Well, the show is going to help us to do just that. So today it's going to be my honor and privilege to share an amazing resource with you. You're going to love today's guest. He's got a ton of valuable information about a topic that is going to be near and dear to all of our hearts. So I want you to strap yourself in. Today's show is going to be awesome. As I'm sure you already know, I'm committed to helping business owners to become more successful, enjoy your career more, and in general, make your life significantly and dramatically more fun. You know, we only get one ride around this merry-go-round. Let's make sure it's one hell of a ride. Alrighty, boys and girls, it is now that time. I want you to stop surfing Facebook, put away your phone, your tablet, your dog, your cat, your boyfriend, your spouse, whatever, anything that might possibly distract you from today's show. You're about to get some great and immediately usable information, and I don't want you to miss even a second of it. So, before we officially get going, I want to give you a little bit of background about our guest today. Brian Smith is the founder of the world-famous UGG Australia brand. Graduating in 1978 as a chartered accountant in Australia, Brian came to California looking for the next big opportunity to bring back to Australia. While studying at the UCLA Graduate School of Management, he observed that there was no sheepskin footwear in the U.S. Now here's the kicker. With only $500 in capital, he imported boot samples and over the next 17 years built the UGG Australia brand into a multi-million dollar international enterprise. He sold in 1995, and the brand has continued to grow to exceed a billion dollars in annual sales for the past three years. Brian is one of the most sought-after international business leaders in the country today. He's committed to teaching entrepreneurs how to leverage their most precious assets from within and to recognize and pursue their passions to create a fulfilling and successful life. Brian has authored the book, The Birth of a Brand, Launching Your Entrepreneurial Passion and Soul. He's a sought-after keynote speaker, and he mentors small business owners. He spends his time with his family and friends in Southern California and enjoys surfing and contributing to humanity. Brian, welcome to The Real Deal. We're thrilled to have you today. Hey, thanks, Jason. Fabulous, fabulous. So before we get started, you know, for those who haven't had the opportunity and pleasure of either meeting you or hearing you speak or really even reading your book, do me a favor. Take a second. Share your story with our listeners. You know, what are you passionate about? What makes you tick? Who is Brian Smith? Well, what makes me tick is helping other entrepreneurs. I've had a fantastic run, uh, and uh, you know, I came here from Australia, uh, which was like the hero's journey, where a young man, you know, leaves leaves home, goes out, makes a fortune, and returns. You know, so I've been really blessed for that, and I just picked up so many lessons along the way that I really want to share them. I, when I was starting out, there was a book called Winning Through Intimidation by Robert Ringer, and it was like my Bible. 
for the next 10 or 15 years because he made so many mistakes that he was eager to talk about that I learned so easily from them and, and I'm hoping my book which is called The Birth of a Brand uh, will do the same for today's entrepreneurs Fabulous I, I have no doubt no doubt. So I want to dive right in because I've got a ton of information that I, I'd like to leach from your brain. So if you would, tell me how you decided to bring Ugg Boots to America. Well, I was an accountant and really hated it. Uh, and it took me 10 years to graduate because I, I didn't go to college. I, I worked for an accounting firm and studied in, in the evenings. And because of that, it took 10 years. And the day I graduated was the same day I quit. And <laughs> And I said, I'm out of here. I want to find the next big thing. And you, you mentioned earlier that I came to California because all the big trends had been coming out of California. And I was in Santa Monica for maybe two or three months and still hadn't found it. And I decided you know, one day we were going surfing with my buddy and he had uh, all around a surfer magazine. And... Uh, I was looking through it and, and I saw an ad for, you know, this sheepskin boot. And I went, oh my God, there are none in America. And so I called up the, uh, the little manufacturer who'd run the ad and I said, hey, can I buy some samples from you? I'd like to start being your distributor in America. And, and that was really the, how simple it was to start. Wow. Wow. Well, here's a question and I think this is going to be important to gosh, everybody who's listening to this call, I know it's important to me. Now, how did you build a market for a product when there wasn't necessarily the perceived need? You know, How did you get it into the you know, mainstream stores? But the, the, the most important point of that is you really you built a need where one didn't yeah. really exist. Yeah, I, uh, it was a long process and it was fraught with you know, lots of mistakes. When I decided to import them, one in the two Australians had some sort of sheepskin footwear, so I thought I'd be an instant millionaire. But I didn't realize that Americans don't see sheepskin the same way as Australians. Like, we, we know it's rugged and you can get it wet and you can wash it and it's almost indestructible and it's warm and, and you, you can't sweat in it, you know. Whereas Americans thought, oh, it's hot and prickly and sweaty and delicate, you can't take it outside, you know. So, the, the, well, what I learned from that is that every entrepreneur has to have a certain amount of ignorance to go into a new venture because if you knew all the obstacles going in, 99% of people would never start. So that ignorance or innocence is a pretty, pretty key requirement. <laughs> so, so moving on to the, your question, how did I get it going? Uh, the first, uh, sales road trip my buddy did he was going to be the salesman came back with after three weeks of visiting every single shoe store in California without a single order <clears throat> and we, I tried the same thing over in New York and nobody even realized what we had was sheep you know, was in the footwear category so I got back to California and thought well how come all my friends think it's so cool and it struck me that they were all surfers and that in you know back in the 60s and 70s that all of the Australian, all the American surfers who went to Australia to surf came back with four or five pairs of these sheepskin boots for their buddies. So it was really well known in the surf market. So we switched gears and started going to surf shops. And, uh, you know, the first year, God, the sales were, were 28 pairs, if you can believe that, exactly a thousand dollars. 
And and the the lesson I learned I want to pass on to you and all your listeners is that even though UG is a billion dollars now and looks like being again this season, it can't get there without that first thousand dollars. And so no matter how small you start, you have to start and wherever it you know goes is dependent on the product or the service and your your efforts. So just fast forwarding a little bit, you know, the next season we did thirty thousand bucks worth of bird, you know, sales, and I'd started selling at swap meets and opening up in the van at the back of the you know at the back of the van when I was surfing in Malibu. Sold a lot of boots that way, but sales thirty thousand dollars and. So I started advertising in Surfer Magazine and, and Action Sports Magazines and had these beautiful models on the beach with perfect hair and perfect clothing and perfect boots and perfect sunset. And the next season, sales, $30,000. And so I got more expensive models and more expensive photographers and did the same thing. And the next season, $30,000. And, and I felt like a total failure because... I couldn't get into the mall stores, you know, and I remember pitching one of the mall buyers, it was Montgomery Wards, who was a big shoe retailer at the time, and, and uh, I did my best presentation ever, and he goes, Brian, why are you here? <laughs> and I went, because I want to get an order for the California stores, and he says, don't you get it, Brian? We're the elephants, we don't move till the mice are running around under our feet. Hmm. And I instantly got what he meant, and what he meant was that the, unless all the specialty stores are scrambling for it, the malls aren't going to step in because they're so risk averse. So, so I sort of retreated a bit, and I, and I was, remember having a beer with one of my buddies who owned South Coast Surf Shop. I was explaining this dilemma about how I couldn't get movement, and and he just called up to the back of the shop all these young kids who you know stored their surfboards there and return for sweeping out the floor, you know, these little grommets, and he says, what do you guys think of Uggs? And they all came out going, oh, those Uggs, man, they're so fake. Have you seen their ads? Those models, they can't surf. And <laughs> instantly, I realized I'm sending the wrong message to my target market. And within a couple of days, I called a buddy who, who ran a, you know, surf team of amateurs, and I said, hey, Pete, any of these guys going to go pro soon? And he, he gave me a guy, Mike Parsons and Ted Robinson. Well, I started just following them surfing, you know, and I, I had my own camera and just snapshots of them going to Black, Black Beach or Trestles, you know, these famous, famous walks. And that following fall, I started running ads again, but with these new images. And the sales went to a quarter of a million dollars, just from 30 grand to a quarter of a million dollars just purely because I got the image right. And and on top of that, it was such a hit that year that all the moms are walking the malls going, hey, do you have up boots? No, what are up boots, you know? So I got the mice running around under their feet. And and what I learned from that, what I learned from that and, and subsequently uh, going, you know, building the business and, and I've had a lot of other businesses since I sold up, is this theme, and my book is written around this theme, you can't give birth to adults. Right? <laughs> every, every business, every product, every service, every sitcom on TV, every sandwich shop starts with someone conceiving the idea of wanting to go into business. 
<coughs> excuse me, and I'm sure your audience can relate to that because they're all small business people and, and you think it's going to be an overnight hit, but you get started and, it, you know, the, 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 like the baby is conceived and then born. My, my birth was buying samples. For your audience, it's the day you opened up for business, you know. And then it just goes into this infancy and it just lies there. And it seems like there's no amount of feeding or <laughs> shaking the cradle or urging that the infant is not going to get up and go to college. But then it'll hit the toddling stage where, you know, finally you're starting to get customers and the word's starting to get out about your business or your product. And, and that's a pretty cool stage. And then you, it'll grow into the youth, which is like when a kid can put his own pajamas on and eat at the table, go to the bathroom, you know. And that's the best part of every business because you've got consistent customers, you've got production is good. All of the, uh, um, just to uh, all of the, uh, you know, the, the, it's the accounting administration is running smoothly and that's the really fabulous part. But if it's a really good product or a really good service, it'll hit the teenage phase where, you know, it wants to be at every party in town and people are scrambling all over to get their, your attention. That's a dangerous phase and I almost lost Ugg a couple of times during that phase for me. But eventually, the, you know, the administrators come in and they put in all the rules and that's when it matures. So... That, that was a big lesson I learned from, from starting the Ugboot business. You just, with the best intentions and the, you know, the maximum effort you can give it, you still have to be prepared for it to be an infant. Wow. You know, it, it's funny. I've, I've never heard it put like that and it's, it's, it, it's so, so easy to understand that way. Yeah, yeah. That's, that, that, that's why I wrote my book around that theme. I started out with conception, and I go all the way through to maturity when I got to sell it, you know. So it's a really, really good timeline of the 17 years I ran the business. Well, Brian, let me, let me ask a, a fast question on this, because, you know, you mentioned that, you know, you're, you finally got the right message. You know, how did you lock down who your ideal target or your ideal client was? Well, at that time it was, I was going for what they call the, the low-hanging fruit, you know. Anybody who knew about Ugg was in the surfing market, and so that's why I went there first. But then, you know, I realized as we grew, you know, we got 400,000, 800,000, we were sort of doubling every year. Um, I wanted to get into the ski market, so that was a whole new infancy going into that. And, you know, after a few years I realized, well, why aren't they selling back east? And, and I realized, well, nobody reads Surfer magazine in Minneapolis, you know, and <laughs> nobody, you know, most, sorry, let me just turn this ringer off. At, uh, it's good to be popular. Yeah, I'm sorry about that. <laughs> uh, so anyway, you know, I, I was back east and I said, you know, to one of the retailers, you know, what do all the kids do here in, in the wintertime for sport? And they said, well, ice hockey. And I went, oh my God. Of course, there's more hockey players than there is surfers, you know, and all the moms have to sit in these freezing rinks to watch their kids. So that, so each time I just wanted to, you know, expand, I had to expand my horizons to try and figure out, okay, what would be a really good use for the product? And that's really how I developed it all the way through to eventually, you know, I, I, I remember, okay, I was big in hockey, but now I wanted to go mainstream fashion and I was sitting on a plane coming back from probably New York, you know, 
And the girl next to me was reading People magazine and Us magazine, and I noticed all these, these, uh, you know, people in the photographs were, were all walking around the streets of LA or New York or London, and they, and they were describing all the, you know, the, the, the caption was what they're wearing, and I thought, how do I get to them? And eventually I figured out that there's this group of people in Hollywood called stylists, and I sent a letter, you know, these are the people who do the, the makeup and the hair and the wardrobe and all that. And so I sent a letter out to this list, about 400 people, and 40 of them called back and I gave them a free pair of Ugg boots. And I would say within a couple of months, you know, I'd be watching TV, sitcom, and then, wow, there's a pair of Ugg boots, you know, and you know, <laughs> a week later, wow, there's some more Ugg boots, you know. So eventually it started getting out to all the stars through the, the sitcoms and then eventually movies. And then it went just mainstream where, you know, the people were, all these stars were wearing them on the streets and being photographed by the paparazzi. And that's when it went really, really big main, mainstream. But the point though is, you know, I've got another saying that, that I love to live by, which is the quickest way for a tadpole to become a frog is to live every day happily as a tadpole. And, and what I mean by that is once you've started, all you can do is just keep doing what you do best, keep looking for new angles, new ways to get more customers in, find different mailing lists, find different places to advertise, see if you can't get a word of mouth campaign going and just be happy all the time you're doing that because as long as you know that you're in the infancy or in the toddling stage and you know that you're going to become a frog one day, you may as well just enjoy every day of it. <laughs> you know, as you know, as the, uh, the CEO here of Powerful Words Character Development, um, I, I always like to ask a character question of my guests. So, what would you say were the most important character traits that you drew upon um, to get you through, you know, the whole infancy into adolescence into youth um, growth of your business? Wow, good question. Um... I think number one at the top would be integrity in, in every in every way, dealing with you know investors, dealing with suppliers, dealing with retailers. Uh, you know, you have to be honest and be able to deliver uh, on, on whatever you said you would deliver. So integrity is number one. Um, for me, just friendliness with all my customers saved me over and over again because. I went out into the marketplace and, and over-serviced all my customers. I mean, the, I, I never wanted one retailer to have products of sheepskin boots on their shelves in the, in the summertime. So I went out before the season ended and, and jimmied around all their, their inventory. If they had size 13s that I knew wouldn't sell, I'd swap them out for size 7s, which would. You know, I just went over the top in customer service and became a friend with all of my retailers. And then when all the hard times hit, like there were years of undersupply, there were years of people coming in trying to knock it off, there was even a year where my supplier uh, didn't think I was going to be able to pay him, so he went and started distributing through a different uh, um, you know, wholesaler in America, and thank God all my retailers stuck with me. You know, that, that could have put me out of business overnight. So I think just having integrity, being friends with your customers and getting to know everybody on a, on a personal basis is, is the most critical thing for every business. I love that answer. I really do. 
you know, one of the other things I like to ask folks is, do you feel that luck played a part in any of, the, of any of your success? Well, <clears throat> luck, I, I like to think of it as karma, you know. <laughs> what, what goes around comes around, you know, yin-yang. Um, if you start out on a path, um, you know, the universe is made up of plus and minus, positive, negative, black, white, night, day. Everything's got an equal negative to the positive. And, you know, all of these, a lot of the stories that I went through, which I describe in my book, you know, just disastrous events, which I was able to overcome. Well, the, the balancing of the universe gives you a, a lot of really good events that happen to make it all work out, right? So you can call it luck, but I, I just call it, you know, karma. That one of the lucky things was uh, um, I wanted to do this PR tour and, 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 and you know we were up to about 10 million by now and I wanted to get on the front of USA Today and we'd made this presentation ready for to meet the girl at, at USA Today, the fashion editor and and uh, we arrived at 5 to 3 for a 3 o'clock appointment and she came out and goes oh Brian I'm so sorry I've double booked, I have to be in a conference call at 3, you've got 5 minutes <laughs> and and I realized, oh my God, I'm not going to be able to use my presentation. So just this instinct made me reach into my briefcase and I had a folder where I used to throw in photographs of all these celebrities that were wearing Ugberts. <laughs> you know, I pulled the folder out. It was Neil Young, Tom Petty, Sting, you know, Patrick Swayze. Uh, and and I, I flicked past this, this advertisement of Pamela Anderson, you know, in the Baywatch, you know, red swimsuit with Ugberts. But, but this girl just focused on, she goes, what was that? And I said, oh, well, people don't wear them this way. She said, doesn't matter, give me that. And she, she, she took down the name of the photographer and the name of the tabloid magazine where it came from. And she said, do you have a press kit? Great, sorry, got to go. And so that took two, two, two or three minutes. And I was so bummed that we missed out on the big, like I'd spent nearly a year setting this up. Oh. And, uh, it was all just dash. So next day I, I was in Chicago airport getting ready to fly back to San Diego and I got my coffee and I got USA Today and I, I finally got to the lifestyle section and there front and center is this huge spread on Ugg and the sheepskin boots and she didn't just use what I did. She must have gone online and researched it because there was a two-page article of the whole category, you know. And when I got back to San Diego later that afternoon... I found out that you know all these retailers from all across the country are calling in asking how to get product and and consumers were calling where's a retailer in their area so so you could say that was luck um, which it, it was uh, but it just launched us into a whole new area that's I'll, I'll, I'll give you one other instance too um, for years we've been shipping boots to this woman called called uh, Trudy and uh, she was in England and, and we, uh, you know, she always ordered 20, 30 pairs, so we just shipped them to her wholesale. And eventually one day she called up and said, oh, Brian, I've just been to this seminar, it's changed my world, and I want the most perfect pair of size, you know, whatever, tall sand boots, and, and here's where I want you to send them. And, and this girl happened to be Trudy Styler, who was an actress and the wife of Sting, right? <laughs> And the, she says, have you got a pen? I said, yep. She said, oh, here's where to send them. The Oprah Winfrey show to Oprah Winfrey, you know, Chicago. 
And, I mean, that, we sent the books and then that started a dialogue that went back and forth for a couple of years and we ended up on Oprah's Best Picks for Christmas show, national, international TV, for 20 minutes and nothing but outbursts. You know, and you can't buy, you, there's no way in the world we could ever afford it to buy that much airtime on Oprah. No. But we got it. So there's another lucky instance. But again, it was the karma of me always shipping to Trudy, you know, so it, it's really interesting. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. That's amazing. Actually, you know, at this point, it is time for our resource of the week. So tell me this, Brian. How can listeners find out more about you, get your book, and, you know, really discover how you go about helping entrepreneurs to succeed? Okay, there's a couple of ways. One, my, my website is Brian Smith Speaker, B-R-I-A-N, BrianSmithSpeaker.com. And if you go on there and uh, register to get my weekly, what, what I call Brian's Boots on the Ground Business Tip for Friday, right? And if you go on the website, you can just log in and, and, and get, get on the list for the weekly uh, thing. There's also a free chapter you can download from the website. And they're the two best ways to get started with me because my Boots on the Ground tips are so funny. They're, it's not like 12 ways to profitability or 15 ways to try and be Richard Branson. It's, it's, it's real down to earth, you know, what's the influence of goosebumps, you know, I, I get goosebumps every time I'm, you know, some really good idea happens, so I talk about that, you know, how to get out in front of, in front of your competitors, just, just simple, simple, but very, very practical lessons every Friday, and then the first chapter, if you read that, I'm pretty sure you're going to want to read the rest of the book, which you can also buy from my website or just go straight to Amazon. It's called The Birth of a Brand. The Birth of a Brand. All right, and folks, all of this information will be on the show notes. Uh, so if you're streaming off our, our website, uh, you'll be able to simply click directly through. All right. And, you know, Brian, I, I, I know how crazy busy your schedule is. Let me ask one final question. If you could give business owners just one solid piece of advice to either help their business or, more importantly, help them live a better, more balanced life. What would that piece of advice be? Okay, I have a beauty. Um, and this is because I've been through so many disasters, you know, so many great ideas that I thought would work out with the Ugboot business that, that didn't, and, you know, financing falling through, almost losing the business. The one thing that I have found is that nearly always your most disappointing disappointments become your greatest blessings, right? I'll say that again, your most disappointing disappointments will nearly always become your greatest blessings. And I, you know, every time now something happens, you know, I just go, oh, okay, what, what's, what's going to be good about this? Because every time I look back at some disaster and think about it a year later, I go, my God, I'm so glad that happened because look where I am now. And Jason, that doesn't just apply for business. That applies in your life. Oh, I bet it when does. Per when personal issues happen that you just think, oh my God, it's the end of the world, just tough it out. And I'll bet, like, that could be divorce or a separation or loss of friends or whatever. You look back a year later and you go, oh my God, you know, things are okay. Things are really good. And probably because of what I did because of that, that action. I love it. I love it. 
Brian, thank you so much for joining me today. You know, I know how busy your schedule is, and you know, I truly appreciate you taking your time and sharing some of your wisdom and experience with us. This has been fabulous. Great. Well, I love entrepreneurs, and, and you've got the perfect uh, venue to reach them, so I, I wish you good luck with your show. Thank you. Thank you so much. Folks, that is all the time we've got for today. Thanks for tuning in to The Real Deal with Jason Silverman. For more information about private coaching or to see if you benefit from one of our mastermind groups, visit me over at www.jasonmsilverman.com, where I look forward to helping you achieve the success that you deserve. Until next time, let me leave you with this. Get out there and be the real deal. Set a goal. Make a plan. Work like hell towards it and achieve the success that you deserve. It's waiting for you. Now, make it happen. Go get them, folks. This has been Jason Silverman, and I hope you have a spectacular week. You've been listening to The Real Deal with Jason Silverman. To access the great resources mentioned in the show and for information on coaching and mastermind group opportunities with Jason, please visit jasonmsilverman.com.